It's been a wild few days for the Miami Heat with a start of free agency. We'll tell you who's in and who's out on the Heat roster before getting into the latest details on Damian Lillard. Will Miami land their superstar this summer? We break it all down today's episode of Locked on Heat. You are locked on Heat. Your daily Miami Heat podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, welcome to Locked On Heat, your daily podcast on the Miami Heat. I'm Wes Goldberg, here as always with David Lamel. However you might be tuning in on YouTube, Odyssey, or your favorite podcast app, thanks so much for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code LOCKEDON. That's prizepicks.com, promo code LOCKEDON. Damian Lillard has requested a trade from the Trailblazers. We'll talk about an active weekend for the Miami Heat that saw Gabe Vincent and Max Struess leave, and the Heat make some interesting additions. But let's start with Dame's trade request. A quick recap of how we got here. Dame let the Blazers know at the end of the season that he wasn't interested in a youth movement. They went ahead and drafted Scoot Henderson with the number three pick. Did not make any trades for veterans. All they did on the first day of free agency was re-sign Jeremy Grant and missed out on all the other big-name free agents. So 24 hours later, After re-signing Grant, Damian Lillard on Saturday asked Portland for a trade. It started getting reported that Miami is his preferred destination, something that I said on this podcast a couple weeks ago, lines up with everything I've been hearing there. So now we're at the point where Blazers general manager Joe Cronin is out here saying that he's going to do what's best for the team in terms of a trade. Woj on Sunday reported that Cronin will not work to trade Lillard specifically to Miami and that he's looking for a superstar package. So that's where we're at as of Sunday evening. David, now that we're in the negotiation stage of the trade request, what do you make of Joe Cronin's public posturing? Oh, I think he's full of shit. I think he is absolutely just trying to do what's necessary to save face. I think he's trying – like he, he screwed the pooch immensely. Uh, I, I think anybody with a shred of a realistic perspective knows that what he's done – and it's not necessarily his fault. The team has been bad. They traded away whatever players they had to. They made whatever deals were necessary to build a semblance of a rebuilding roster. But that's not what's aligned with Dame Lillard's interests. And given that, he knew he was going to have to trade Dame Lillard. I've been saying this for days, weeks. It was basically coming down to this point, reporting from Sam Amick, indicating that Lillard had gone into last week's hyped-up meeting with Joe Cronin, and despite Joe Cronin publicly saying, no, 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 we're intent on building a roster with Dame, Dame basically said, no, I, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be playing with 19-year-olds, which is totally understandable considering yeah. where he is at this point in his career. And Cronin basically said, no, 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 give me a few more days. I'll make it work somehow, miraculously. Guess what, Joe? You didn't get it done. So I understand that he's doing this right now publicly. He's getting Blazer fans really supportive of the fact that this has gone so completely back ass words here. He's really ruined the situation there. And the only thing he can do is to save face is to at least publicly say, no, no, we're not going to just trade Dane where he wants to go. We're going to do what's best for the franchise. We're going to get that extra first round pick. Isn't that going to get that extra young player? His job is to do what's best for the franchise, not to right. But I do think that there are repercussions of this down the line. I, I, I understand maybe it's being somewhat overstated to say, that free agents are going to choose to come to Portland. I think it leaves a sour taste in, in players' mouths because it is a close-knit fraternity, a brotherhood, to see their best player treated badly. Like, 
let's say let's say Dwayne and the big three never happened in 2010. Dwayne stays for a couple more years, flirting with MVP level numbers as LeBron does whatever he does in Chicago. Chris Bosh never comes, etc. Pat Riley never rebuilds the roster he does. In 2014, 2015, Dwayne says to Pat Riley, I can't take it anymore. I've tried. We've, I've been here. I've been a sure. good soldier. Yeah. I've done everything possible. And he'd already won a championship in 2006. Yeah. And he asked to trade. And Pat Riley sent, and he says, you know what? I want to go back to Chicago. I want to play back in my hometown. It's where I want to be. And Pat says, that's great. Minnesota has an extra first-round pick. Sorry. You don't think that would – they would never have been able to rebuild from that. And I know that Portland's not the same destination I, I think franchise you're... as Miami. But I just think you cannot – you cannot do that. I think it – look, we're talking I think you're about, overstating it. I think you're overstating. I, I am. I, I said I, I was, but okay. I think the degrees of the package, and I know we'll talk about this in the next segment, are that are not that, yeah. not that great in any other team's favor. I, do you want to trade him? And that's a that's the thing. It's like, yeah, you're right. Joe Cronin's job is to build the best roster possible for Portland, and I understand that. But at the same time, he's going to send Dane to another team that he doesn't want to play for. And he's going to basically make another First trade all, request on the line. He's not. He's not going to do that. Damian Lillard is not going to end up playing in Utah or somewhere. He's not. Right. Damian Lillard right. is going to get to a place where he wants to go. I still think that he ends up playing for the Miami Heat. Oh no doubt. I truly believe that. I but if for, if something happens out of left field, he's going to end up playing somewhere where he's at least comfortable, even if it's not Miami. And and no disrespect sure. to the Utah Jazz, I would never disrespect the CEO of the company in that of this company in that way. Um, but he's going to get somewhere where he's at least comfortable. Like you said, we'll talk about the trade packages and the rival. Are you talking about James? I'm talking about Damian Lillard. Yeah, not David Locke. I'm talking about Damian Lillard. He's going to end up being comfortable. There's only one place he wants to be. He wants to be in Miami. He's going to end up playing. I believe he will end up playing for the Miami Heat. But like I said, if something weird happens, it's going to be something. It's not going to be Boston where he doesn't want to be. It's not going to be Utah where he doesn't want to be. It's not going to be Minnesota. It's not going to be one of those teams. It's not going to be some. It's not going to be Charlotte. You know what I mean? It's going to be a team that can at least compete for a championship and somewhere that he could at least talk himself into. If it's for whatever reason somehow is no, not the Miami Heat. I can't. I but can't I'm with see you. It. I'm with you. I, I think but, it's but the I'm Miami. Saying, but, but I, I also don't. It, I think it winds up being a, a like a. So you think that all deal. this? Okay, that's I fair. Think, yeah. No, we'll get into that. But so you think all this in terms of the public posturing from Cronin yeah. is just much to do about nothing. And yeah. that's what I. And that's what I think. And look, I don't. You seem a little angry at Cronin. Just for kind of doing the, the this this kind of dog and pony show, it, and I, that's all. But that's kind insane. of my read on it. It's just a dog and pony show. He's got to do this. Look, this is the playbook, man. This is what happens. Star request trade. GM comes out, leaks to media. We're only looking for superstar packages in order to it, we're, and we're going to field offers from every team in the league. We're going to canvas for the best superstar package. This is the playbook. This is just the steps, and that's my read on it. It's like okay, we're just going through the steps. We're going through the steps. We went. We already went through the steps going into the trade request, right? We're going to try to do everything around to retool around Damian yeah. Lillard. It doesn't that's happen. A, that's, and why, we get there. that's why I am so angry. I, just, or, I, I, I am angry at this, this dog and it's pony just what it is. It's just how, I understand. how it goes. It's how it goes. Because, because if he had honored the request when it first came a week ago, instead of saying, no, 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 give us a few more days to do what what's not possible. It, it's just for show, man. Like, yeah, if you're going so to go the out there, because it's for show, because I'd rather it be real. I'd just be like, you know what? We're so happy with the years of service here in Portland. Well, I We're do wonder accommodate his request before the start of free agency because now play now. Well, fans, I, no, I wonder. I wonder. All right, no, say, may actually make that point. You're about to make a point because now fans are going to look down on Portland. 
No, no. I think now fans are. Yeah, well, I think some free agents will. I think eventually. Look, if no player, free agents were ever going to Portland in the first place. It doesn't matter. Tr- exactly, exactly. And if they have matter. money, it doesn't to matter throw what you, Conan's doing now. It doesn't matter. If they have, if they have money to throw you, but the fans are rally, rally. It's like, oh, they made us sign uh, uh, Jeremy Grant for two billion dollars or whatever the amount is. That's on Dame. It's like, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. No, on it wasn't. It, Lillard did it. You want to know why Grant? You want to know why Grant got that salary, that contract that everybody kind of was surprised by the the dollar value of that? It's because yeah. Jeremy Grant knew that there was a better than 50-50 chance that he was re-signing with a team that wasn't going to have Damian Lillard on it anymore, right? And he Maybe. used it to his leverage. And the Blazers yeah. really like Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant's a good player. He's, good. he's getting overpaid, he's really good. but he's good a good player. Him. And if Damian Lillard leaves, he'll continue to be a good player for them. I don't have a problem with the Jeremy Grant deal for Portland, but Blazers fans do. Okay, sucks. I guess and that, like whatever. Yeah. Every team's so got bad contracts on their books. Sucks. All right. But so now they're taking it from both sides. That's the whole thing. It's like now it's like oh well now we're overpaying Grant and Dame's leaving. And it's like come on, you, you weren't gonna walk out of this unscathed. Like you got Scoot Henderson, you got a good draft pick, you've got Shade and Sharp, you've got whatever you get in return, whether it's Tyler Hero, five for, for, you know but future first round picks. To your cares? to your point of they should have done it earlier. I maybe you if you do it earlier, you can kind of clean slate. You don't have to you don't re-sign Jeremy Grant. I get it. I do wonder if Joe Cronin thought that there was a chance to maybe go get somebody, a sign and trade for somebody like Draymond Green. And if you think there's a one percent chance to do something like that, then there's no reason to rush. I don't have a problem with anything the Trailblazers I don't have a problem with at all with how they've handled this. I don't know what the other option was. This is the best player in the in the franchise in the franchise's history. Damian Lillard. And if you think that there's a smidge of a chance that you could keep him, if you're able to convince Draymond Green or some other player to, to come to Portland and say, or maybe something shakes loose, like a yeah. Paul George out of the Clippers or something no, like that, or it didn't like, it, obviously it did not happen. But if you think that there's a chance, something like that happens, then I get it. Like I, I totally get wanting to wait. And I, I don't. And when I look at the timing of this all, Damian Lillard saw free agency happen within a 24 hour cycle was like, all the good free agents are off the market. There's nothing you can do. Damian Lillard knows of Damian Lillard is really smart. He understands like roster building better than maybe any other star player in the league outside of LeBron because LeBron basically does it himself. But I I, I do think that he looked around. And he was like, all right, no, like I gave you the last chance. I, I felt like I owed it to Portland to give you one more chance, and you guys couldn't pull a rabbit out of your hat. And now I'm gonna now I'm gonna publicly request this trade, and that's why the reports came out the way that they did, because you said like like he wanted to get traded a week ago, and they didn't do it, and then he and but he asked privately, and now he has to, and now he had to do it publicly. He had to do it the way that every other superstar that's asked for a trade had to do it. You do it publicly. You go through Chris Haynes. You go through Woj. You go through yeah. Shams, and you ask for it publicly. And now we're here. So look, they're obviously going to be canvassing the league for ways to get the most out of Miami. Um, I still think Damian Lillard ends up in Miami. We're going to look at some three-team trade scenarios. The latest reporting is that the, the Trailblazers and the Heat are maybe trying to get a third team involved to take Tyler Hero. We're going to do, do that. We're also going to look at some rival trade packages that other teams can offer. Maybe they beat the Heat's best package. Maybe they don't. We're going to talk about that next here on Lockdown Heat, the first day of tell listeners about our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Daily fantasy made easy. It's uh, it's just so simple. You pick two to six players. 
If they score more or less than their prize pick projections, you can win up to 25 times your money. There's no competing against anybody else, just you versus the projections available. And they offer projections on any sport imaginable, versus the NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball. Hey, go Marlins. Uh, you know, men's and women's college sports. The WNBA is kicking it. And those, the Las Vegas Laces are, are amazing. You totally got to check them out. It's been a fun team to watch this year. So many different things happening around the world of sports. And if you want to make a little side wager on it, then this is the place to do. Make a quick entry over at pricepicks.com or download the PricePix app. To, excuse me, 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. You can make safe and fast withdrawals. Uh, you can pick a 100% instant deposit match for first-time users, but only if you use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's right. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. You get a deposit match of up to 100 bucks to prize picks. So download the app today or go to prizepicks.com and get started on daily fantasy sports. Thanks for making Lockdown Heat your first listen every day. Every day is we're going to be back tomorrow with the latest on Damian Lillard and look at the best free agents still available on the market. So make sure you're subscribed on YouTube, like us on YouTube. Also subscribe on your favorite podcast app. All right. So I wanted to just take a look at some of the other trade packages that are out there uh, before we look at some of the three, the more complicated three team scenarios, because I think even those three team scenarios could include some of the teams that might want to try to get involved in a Damian Lillard trade. So some of the other names that we've heard reported, the Clippers, the Sixers, the Spurs have been out there. Um, the Nets obviously have been a team that's often rumored uh, in terms of ties to Damian Lillard. But let's start with the Clippers. I just there's no there's no route there to me. There's no way that they can get a Damian like their best package is Terrence Mann, Bones Highland. They have one first round pick available to trade some expirings. Like that's that's just not going to do it. They're the Clippers make way more sense for James Harden, right? Like that they're not a Damian Lillard destination. Can we just move off of them? Absolutely. All right, uh, Philadelphia. Tyrese Maxey and Tobias Harris. Now, that's interesting, I think. They have some first-round picks that they can include, I think. But Tyrese Maxey, to me, is a better prospect, a better trade chip than Tyler Hero is. He's still on the rookie contract. I think yeah. he's going to be – that dude's on star on all-star trajectory right now. Tobias Harris is an expiring contract and actually works for what you're trying to build around Scoot Henderson if you want more size. But like Maxi, I think you're running into the same problems with Hero, right? If you're if you're Portland, like what are you going to do? You're going to build around the Tyrese Maxi, Scoot Henderson backcourt? I don't know. I think Maxi's an awesome young player, but I don't know that. I also think Tyler Hero is an awesome young player. You kind of run into the same thing where maybe you're trying to get a third team involved to take Maxi, you know? Mm. So I I don't I don't know. I don't love that for Philly. I, I, I like because now it's. I mean, I like Damian Lillard and and, and Bead together. But you're losing a lot of your depth in any kind of trade. Yeah, like I, don't, that. I don't think it's I, enough. I don't think it's enough. I mean, if, if Dame's ultimate goal, I mean, again, if we're looking at this from Portland's perspective, it's not necessarily a better deal because if you're going to reroute Maxi anyway, you're getting what a couple of picks and Tobias Harris. No knock on Toby. I mean, but it, it's not it's not enough to sway Joe Cronin any. And and if you're looking at from Dame's perspective then that roster is now gutted without Maxi, James Harden requesting yeah, a trade. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and so that's not your path to a title either. If you're able to get some real pieces back in a Harden deal, maybe that looks better, you know? But I don't know what that's pieces... Right. Now, I don't want to do the whole, what are you getting for James Harden? That's a whole other segment. But yeah, like, if, if you send Harden to the Clippers, for instance, for that, all right, let's call it Terrence Mann and Marcus Morris. Like, it's like, okay, cool, I guess. But now you're Damian Litter. I get to go play with Marcus Morris and Terrence Mann. Like, that's not putting it over the top for me if I'm Dame. So I think Philly's interesting. We also 
heard reporting that they're not even willing to put Tyrese Maxey on the table. And by the way, I don't think they should trade Tyrese Maxey. Joel Embiid really doesn't expensive. want to play in Philadelphia. I mean, also maybe he doesn't want to play in Philly. So, like, I mean, basically, it comes down to Brooklyn, right? I mean, Brooklyn. Well, is the yeah. Only let's, team. Can I do a couple more and just to breeze through them because it's just okay. I just think, well, no, I mean, if, if you're Portland, you're going to ask for some trade offers and then you can you can play these offers off of Miami, even if you have no intention of trading Dame to the Spurs, for instance. Right. Like you could at least be like, well, this is what the Spurs are offering. Can you beat it? Like this is all about leverage. That's all this is about. Right. Um, the Spurs, what Keldon Johnson expirings and first round picks. They have a bunch of first round picks. It's interesting. And I think it was Ramona Shelburne said something about the Spurs maybe getting involved in Damian Lillard. I think it's interesting. When, when, if, if you think Wembenyama is this good right now, it's almost like the NFL quarterback rule where, okay, well, well you drafted your first-round quarterback, build a great roster around him while he's still on his rookie deal, and maybe you have a better chance to go win a championship. I just think it's a little bit different in the NBA. It's just so hard for a guy, as great as Wemby is, like to ask him to be like a championship-ready player right now, like a championship-ready yeah. co-star next to Dame. If Dame yeah. was like 29... That would be a little bit more interesting to me if I was San Antonio because I'm like, all right, I got like five or six more years of peak Dame. By by the end of that, you know, in in give me three or four years, we think Wemby could be that good. But to ask Wemby to be that right now or even a year from now, it's just a yeah. lot to ask. No, so I just they, they they don't want to compete for a title right away. They were they want to bring them along slowly. This isn't this isn't them tanking in 1998 99 so they could get Tim yeah. Duncan. Like that 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 roster was ready made and they yeah. just fell into a generational type player and Duncan yeah. could slot alongside David Robinson and everything else they have in that roster right now. This no, is, they need to build around. They, they need yeah, other stuff. They, Wemby I mean, is not, a start. Yeah. Even and if you got have, Damian, it would you would have to lose a lot of interesting depth pieces. Like it would just be really hard to re- rebuild around them. Was, so all right, Spurs moving on. Boston. Can we talk about the Boston offer? I don't think Damian no. wants to play in Boston, but this has been out there. Robert Williams, Malcolm Brogdon, Peyton Pritchard, Luke Cornett, and three first-round picks. And people will think that that there's I've seen it written and said that that's somehow a better package than what Miami can offer. It's not, man. Like that, that is Boston, first of Boston all media mafia. <laughs> yeah, they're all like Peyton Pritchard. You know, he's just as good as Tyler Hero. Like, it's, I'm like, what? Since uh, when? Right. You rebuild around a guy like Pritchard. Like you get a guy like Pritchard on your roster. You're right there. You're right there, Wesley. Come on. What are you doing here? Come Rob on. Williams, they're, con- they're telling me like an anchor of your defense. I like Robert Williams. He's a good player. He can anchor your defense for 30 games a season. You know, like that. He's he's injured all the time. Like, I don't know that that's doing it for me if I'm Portland. And yeah, you get three first-round picks. But Miami can unlock a third first-round pick. Like, I know that their offer right now would be two first-round picks. But if they really wanted to get there, they can unlock protections on that 2025 pick they owe to the Thunder and get another first-round pick. So if you want to say, well, it's three first-round picks or just two, Miami can get the third. You know, there's ways to do that. It would cost them something, maybe a future second or something like that, but they could get it. Uh, the Pelicans, Zion, I don't know. That just seems like too weird that for both teams. Else. That just also feels like – and if I'm the Pelicans, I'm like, do I really want to do the Zion thing? Or, or not the Pelicans. If I'm the, the Trailblazers, do I really want to do the Zion thing? Like, yeah. I love Zion Williamson. I'm actually pretty bullish on his future. If I was a team that with, like, no future – Maybe I would bet on Zion, but I've already got Scoot if I'm Portland. I'm like, I'm banking on the Scoot thing, not the Zion thing. So, and then Toronto, OG Ananobi and three first. Based on all the report, I, I now that Van Vliet is in Houston, I do wonder if they try to explore breaking it up. But like, what are you going to You're going to break this up, bring Damian Lillard in for to play with Scotty Barnes? Like that doesn't really... Why send Dennis Schroeder? Why sign Dennis Schroeder, right? I mean, I don't know. It doesn't seem... Did they sign Dennis Schroeder? I missed that. Um, I think, I think Schroeder, that's a nice pickup for them. Um, but... Yeah, Raptors I don't. Fans do not think so. 
I, I've always been, I've always, I like guys like Schroeder, you know that, the irrational confidence guys. Um, I just, I don't see why Toronto would go all in on Lillard right now, especially if they're, if they still think they could trade OG for yeah. several firsts in the future and sort of retool this thing around Sky Barnes. Cause if you're trading OG, I mean, yeah, I guess it would be like what Barnes, yeah. Siakam and, and, uh, Yaka Pertle and, and Lillard, like that's a good team, but I don't know. I, I look, I, all this is a fun exercise, but I think a lot of teams could beat Miami's potential offer. But do you think it's in Portland's best interest to, or, or will Portland realistically trade Dame to anywhere other than Miami? I think they're playing these teams off of Miami. I, everything well, that I've heard, I don't, I'm not, I have do, no, right? I don't, I'm not interested in making a prediction. I do think that Damian Lillard and his agent, Aaron Goodwin, have a lot of leverage in this situation. More Based on everything that I've heard, maybe more leverage than even the average superstar without like a Bradley Beal-style no-trade clause would have. They're, they're, they have some control in this. Um, I, I still think Lillard ends up getting his way to Miami, but I think you hit it on the, the, the head earlier. If, if all it is is to get one more extra first-round pick out of Miami, you can roll your eyes at it, but that's just Joe Conan's job. That's like it's literally his job. If he has to trade a superstar, you just wring everything out of that trade as possible. And if you have to go through some embarrassing public posturing for a few days to get one extra first round pick, then you do it. Then you do it. I don't even and think I, it's embarrassing. Like I think Blazer fans are like, oh, like his job is secured now. He's like, oh, he he fought the good fight for yeah. us. Like he did everything. He like, has I, to. You can't just roll. You can't just roll over if you're the general manager. You can't. You got to do the public posturing thing. You have to. We're just looking at that. We haven't even mentioned what Miami's best offer was. That's that's uh, not good on our part. But it would be basically Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, or Kyle Lowry, and then the first-round picks. And then maybe you throw in, like, a Nikola Jovic. Um, you could still technically trade Jaime, uh, Jaime Hakez Jr., even though he signed the contract. It would be 30 days out that you can do the official trade. So they have pieces. We have heard that Caleb Martin could be a sticking point in any potential deal. Maybe that's what all this is about too. I just, I don't know why Portland would want, I love Caleb Martin. I think he's a great value. I just don't know that it makes sense for Portland, I guess. But like, if you're Portland, like he's already 27, you're gonna have to pay him in a year. I don't know. Like why? It just, I I, I would rather space team with that kind of level of athleticism out there. And and like, Like if you're trying to win, it makes sense. But are they, I mean, I guess maybe they're going to try to win. I well, I mean, that's, he's young enough. So he could be like a rebuilding part of the future. Like, I mean, he's 27. He's not that young. He's youngish. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got him basically. He's nineteen. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's it's almost it's it's, it's, it's that's a different ballpark completely. Right. I guess. That's what I'm but, saying. But yeah, I, I you can't just build a roster of like nineteen year olds. I think NBA. if I'm if you're if you're right, Portland, would you rather have an extra for, like a third first round pick, Caleb Martin, or like a Nikola Jovic? Like of those three. You to me, my opinion, yeah. Like if you were, if if you're Portland, like which one I of those? I hate the ma- draft. I hate the draft. But you're, the but, draft you're but Portland, like let's say Portland likes the draft. Like what would like? I think if I'm Portland, I would rather have the first round pick. Like all right, Miami, you got to talk to the Thunder. Get that third first round pick. I would go there, Jovic, because I think his skill set is really interesting, and he's he's right. He's the same age as Scoot. Um, and then Caleb Martin. And I, I, Caleb Martin's the best asset out of all of those, no, but for no Portland's player. purposes, I'd rather have the, the young player or the draft picks later. I think Jovic is not seen as an asset league-wide. I think he's I think it depends a, on your evaluation pr- on him prior to last year. There is no, draft. right. Because yeah, there was so little on him from last year. Like, but oh, I think he's, he's interesting. Already. 
I think he's interesting. I mean, he was a first I, round. I, he was I, I, he was a first round pick on everybody's board. And I just look. I don't think you're looking at him and you're like, yeah, him and Scoot is the future. I just think, yeah, let's just take a is, take a flyer on him. Just take a flyer. Like I would rather I would rather take a flyer on 19 year old Nikola Jovic than 27 year old Caleb Martin, who's like, what am, what what are we doing with him right now? If I'm if I I'm agree. the Trailblazers, so I, I don't know. Maybe and maybe this is what this is all building up to. So. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, of course, we will have uh, updates on the Damian Lillard front as they come in. So make sure you are subscribed to Lockdown Heat on YouTube, your favorite podcast app. Let's move on to some of the other business that has actually happened for the Miami Heat. Losing key contributors, bringing in some interesting uh, players, bringing in some familiar faces. We're going to talk about that next year on Lockdown Heat. Thanks again for making Locked on Heat your first listen every day. Every day, as we'll be back tomorrow with the latest on Damian Lillard. We'll look at the best remaining free agents, so make sure that you're subscribed on YouTube on your favorite podcast app. Um, all right, so a lot to get to here, David. We're going to kind of just go through this quick. Later on in the week, we're going to do a more in-depth breakdown on some one of the what of the new faces uh, can do for the Miami Heat. Thomas Bryant. New-ish. Kind of sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but we'll start with the guys that they lost. Gabe Vincent. Signs three years, 33 million with the Los Angeles Lakers. Max Strews goes to the Cleveland Cavaliers for a deal averaging $16 million annually. Uh, awesome paydays for Gabe and Max. Super happy for them. Way to go get your money. Um, my opinion on this was the Heat obviously were waiting for Damian Lillard. They didn't want to overpay what they viewed as an overpay for Gabe. They offered Gabe Vincent something around $8 million a year. He said, no, thanks. He went and got $11 million a year from the Lakers. Uh, they weren't, they knew basically right away that they were not going to be able to reach even mid-level exception, like full MLE for max. He gets even more than that from Cleveland. Uh, good by them to execute a sign and trade, get an extra second round pick back in that, uh, exchange. But, um, I'll just, Mark again, super happy. For, mm, yeah. Happy for Gabe. Happy for max. I thought Miami did the right thing. Uh, I actually think they're, those are really good additions for the teams that they went to also. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I, 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 look, shooting for I, Cleveland, a point guard for the Lakers. Yeah, I think it makes sense. Yeah, but then you signed D'Angelo Russell to like twice that much. I, I don't. I, hey, man, I know no, Russell's it was like not seventeen million a year for Russell. Yeah, it's like on it, average. It, I mean, you're you're paying a combined what it was thirty just, forty I mean, million dollars a year. I to... would be very surprised if D'Lo finished that contract in LA. Oh, that was just I, one of those things. Like, let's I maintain the salary think, cap slot. Yeah, I don't think Gabe finishes that contract in Los Angeles. I, I certainly. I mean, who knows? Yeah, I, I mean, think. That's... In other words, I think they brought in D'Lo to maintain the roster flexibility sure. because if you lose him, you kind of lose that spot. Look, I, you know, personally, uh, and again, I think we should take time later on this week to to talk about each of these players. You know, Victor Oladipo too. We should mention getting yes. traded to Oklahoma City, um, and who knows what his future is like. But each of these Along players with, contributed. Uh, Two Cody Zeller, future, along with oh, two yeah, future yeah. second round picks, uh, yeah. to move Oladipo. So the Heat have Cody Zeller signing in New now. Orleans as well. And and uh, yes. as you and I were talking about before, Omar Yurtsevin looks likely to He's depart as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and so all these players had their moments. We talked to all of them, they're, they're, they're great guys, great locker room people, at, you know, great people, period. I think. Um, and they were all contributors this season in one way or another to the good positive vibes in that locker room. and I wish them nothing but the best. But this idea, sorry. We're, no, it's well, it was Justin Holiday the Nuggets. <laughs> yeah, you got me there on that one tweet there. Um, but at the same time, like there was no opportunity really for Miami to bring back these players. Uh, I, I think Max in particular. I was a little surprised that they didn't bring back 
Gabe Vincent, and then I thought he I, would be more open to it. I thought they were going to go up to ten million a year. They settled oh. in at eight. Um, For and four years, like that's a that's a pretty hefty contract. But I mean, I, sure. I understand. I I, I just thought they were going to try that. to bring one of them back. My yeah. I would have to guess that they just they felt like look, we're just we we can't get into the business of overpaying our undrafted guys because we already did it, and and it's hamstrung the roster a little bit. They Andy Ellsberg and their, his whole team have obviously put together projections for what they could be if in the in the scenario that they do they do land Damian Lillard and what they are going to be on that second apron that eight million versus hypothetically ten million that came yeah. into play they didn't just happen to become on that number like they they studied it and they decided that was the most we can offer and Pat Riley flew out to Santa Barbara to meet with uh, Gabe Vincent and convince him to come back they wanted him yep. back but they wanted him back at that number uh, you can't blame. Gabe, look, nobody expected the Lakers to come out. I think everybody assumed they were just going to resign D'Lo. That would be it. They actually yeah, end up going getting Gabe, yeah. and and then later surprise people again by resigning D'Lo. To your point, but um, to uh, yes, very very happy. Gabe Vincent was one of my favorite guys to talk to in that locker room. I'm really going to miss him. I'm going to look forward to when the Lakers come into town and we get to talk to him again. I'm going to look forward to when Cleveland comes into town and we get a chance to catch up with Max Strus because those guys were always really great. Max Strus a little bit more dry than Gabe Vincent. Gabe a little bit more forthcoming. But both of them very, very fun to talk to. Uh, and obviously starters on an NBA Finals team, hugely impactful, hugely important to the team over the last couple of years. Um, Max Struess with the with the the three-pointer that should have counted in the Eastern Conference Finals in Game 7 last year. Like, we had moments with these guys. They're always going to be important to the Miami Heat. They were a big part of that fourth iteration, to use Pat Riley's words, right? Mm. Um, and this is maybe what that meant when he said, we're working on this fifth iteration. He probably had an idea that it was very possible that these guys wouldn't be coming back. Um, Can I add something before we add to the to the list of players that Miami did add? I, I just there was also the the sentiment uh, around the the league and around you know uh, NBA Twitter that Miami lost a great deal uh, by losing these two players, and it's not like a knock on either of these two players, but I think Heat fans knew better because again these players not only did they struggle with inconsistency at various times throughout their careers they struggled with inconsistency up until yeah. the NBA finals and and you know they were players thrust into the situation to play more minutes because of injuries to Tyler Hero and everything else like that but i i, I don't know that Miami really lost i i, mega I impactful me, players can i put it i i'll put it in a different way i don't think that this makes i don't think that this forces them to take a step back Right. And losing Gabe right. and Max. I think they're right. good players and, and they were valuable players. But you're right. They were inconsistent players. All, all regular season long, both of them struggled with their shot. There was a reason. Max Drews's playoff run was very up and down, you know, and, and he's developed other parts of his game and he, and, and he deserves a lot of credit for that. And Gabe Vincent, same thing. They're going to be helpful on their new teams, but I don't they, think that this yeah. marks a major step back for the Miami Heat either. Um, yes, let's talk about the new guys. So they bring they do bring back Kevin Love. Should mention that on the three point seven million dollar deal, you and I, uh, we, that was what we talked about on this podcast, or something yeah. that we expected. Not surprising at all. Taking um, offers from Phoenix, perhaps uh, at least that was reported. Yeah, uh, and you and you go get the full. He man. wanted. He told me point blank, I want to be back here. You know, and that was within two weeks of being here. Um, yeah. before going to the NBA Finals, I thought an interesting move bringing Orlando Robinson back on a standard deal. I love that. So now we basically know what the backup center position is going to be. We'll get to Thomas Bryant here in a minute. Uh, they add Drew Smith and Jamari Bouye to the two-way contracts. Those are the two guys who I kind of earmarked as getting the two ways next year, part of their developmental pipeline. They were a little bummed to see Drew Smith sign with Brooklyn in the middle mm -hmm. of last year um, because they really liked Drew Smith. 
he obviously finishes the year. His contract expires in Brooklyn. They have a lot of things going on in terms of cha- roster changes. So they don't bring him back. So that he get to bring him back. And Jamari Bouye is one of the best players in the G League last year. All G League. First as a rookie. So you bring those guys back. And by the way, you lose Gabe Vincent. Those guys both play guard. Right? So those are sort of your next Gabe Vincents in terms of developmental pipeline type deals. So I like, I like them a lot on the two-way. And, and you bring Jamal Kane back on that third two-way contract this year. With the new CBA, teams get three two-way spots as opposed to what is it, it in, insurance? Two. Is this insurance if you don't land Dame Lillard, you at least have additional point guards on the roster? No, no. This is insurance for this is just two-way contracts. Like if you if you don't get Damian Lillard, you have to make some other decisions at point guard. You're not starting Drew Smith or Bouye next year. No, um, I mean, you got Kyle Lowry though. I mean, that's the whole thing. But yeah, I would still think they need to address even if they get Lillard and lose Lowry or whatever. Like they're going to have to make some sort of veteran addition in terms of a backup point guard, I would think. But uh, these are good guys that these are, these are like the pipeline guys when you're talking about who's next for Miami's developmental program. But let's talk about uh, Josh Richardson and Thomas Bryant. Which one do you want to talk about first? Uh, let's talk about Bryant. Cause I think he's a relatively unknown uh, big game against the, uh, the heat earlier this year. Remember that uh, we covered that from the arena when he was with the Lakers I'll play that, right? Bam in that game, and I remember that was our my 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 thought in that recap uh, as we're recording from the arena is like he was bigger than he played bigger and better than Bam in that one particular game, despite the fact that Bam you know as, is as good as he is, and I think maybe it's a little bit of the Wayne Ellington effect where it's like oh you show out against us maybe there's something to yeah. it, but I think he's a he's a big body he's talented on offense I think he's started to stretch the floor a little bit and I think he's got potential there he's been battling a lot of injury over. Uh, his relatively short career, but he's still young and he's still looking to prove it. I think there's a lot of gaps there defensively, but as far as getting a player, like he might be the most skilled backup center that they've had in quite some time. I, I can't recall hmm. even off the top of my head immediately. That's interesting. Who, right. I mean, I, I don't know who else it would be. Like, he's inconsistent. I mean, there's a reason why the Lakers sure. traded him to Denver. He did win a championship with the Nuggets. So he comes, he's, it's him, Kevin Love, and Kyle Lowry right now in the locker room with rings. Like, those are your champions. Nobody else. Udonis Haslam is retired. Um, I like it a lot. He could shoot the three, 36% career three point shooter. Um, I don't think that this is somebody that you're going to play next to Bam, but I think you could explore it in certain matchups. I, I wouldn't rule Spo from like Spo's a mad scientist. He'll do crazy stuff yeah. sometimes, but. Um, this is a backup center play. This is not a starting front court play. Um, he's big, 6'11". He's a great yep. rebounder. Defensively, he's inconsistent. This is the thing that frustrates every team that's had Thomas Bryant so far. Defensively, can he can he kick it up a notch in Miami? That's sort of the bet, right? Hey, maybe we can coax them out to, th- this guy to to kind of focus and think about, dial the defense. Think about the rosters he's been on. I mean, not to cut you off there, but he's been in Washington – he battled through injury there. The Lakers, yeah. nobody was going to coach him up there. Denver, Michael Malone, good as he is. He was with the Lakers uh, after Frank Vogel, too, right? If anybody yeah. was going to – so Vogel is kind of the guy right. that would coach you up, especially the center spot. Um, yeah, and then, and to your point, the Nuggets. and But he gets to Denver midstream, you know what I mean? Like, you're not changing right. your habits in the middle of a season like that. Exactly. So um, full training camp in Miami with yeah. full – and the coaching staff there, I think they have an opportunity. And at the minimum, really it's a steal. Like, I actually yeah. was a little surprised. I thought he could have gotten a little bit more on the open market. Maybe he could yeah. have. Maybe he turned yeah, down. Yeah, he was somebody. on my list. I mean, he was on my list. And, yeah. and I thought, you know, this is a guy who's probably priced out because if he's just so young and still talented. So Yeah. Speaking of guys who took less money to come to Miami, Josh Richardson reportedly got bigger offers elsewhere. Surprisingly took the veteran minimum to come back to Miami. I love this, David. 
Uh, we're going to do a lot more on Josh Richardson throughout this offseason, but just some quick thoughts on this. Obviously, part of the uh, the three the four team trade that sent uh, that got Jimmy Butler to Miami. Josh Richardson goes to Philadelphia in that deal, along with some other things. Uh, bounces around the league: Philly, Boston, Dallas, San Antonio. Uh, most recently, New Orleans. Um, 37 percent ish three point shooter for his career. Uh, a guy who could put the ball on the floor a little bit. Six foot six, long wingspan, rangy defender. I love this pickup. To me, this is the kind of thing, and I don't mean to overstate it, but I'm going to. This is the kind of thing that swings championships. And I think, I'm not saying that Josh Richardson is winning you a championship, but it's that kind of deal. Like, when you're getting that kind of value on a veteran minimum, this reminds me of when the Warriors got Otto Porter a couple years ago. Turning down, like, five, six million dollar deals elsewhere because he wanted a chance to compete for a championship in Golden State and just increase his value around the league. And that's exactly what happened. Then he goes next, he wins a championship in Golden State on a veteran minimum. Plays a huge part of their most their their best lineups, uh, and in the NBA Finals ends up starting in the NBA Finals, yeah. and then he goes and signs a nine million dollar, eight million dollar deal, whatever with Toronto. So I yeah. think we're I'll, I'll go a step further. I think it's just like Bruce Brown almost, right? It's the same kind of level of uh, potential impact. And we this see, is, we see what that can do, right? Yeah, a, a guy, a high impact player. He comes in a one year prove it deal. It's basically a one plus one with a player option. And, and you go in there to a system that you're familiar with. And I love the wrinkle reported by Barry Jackson of the Miami Herald that it was a conversation yeah. with Eric was saying, yeah. come back. Come back to the fold. You know you're a heat lifer at heart. Josh, the way he's always talked about this organization, like, you know, they took a chance on him. He's a, a guy maybe with a little bit of imposter syndrome yeah, himself. Like, for all the talent he had, he never expected to be this good. And, and you know, Miami took a chance on him. They developed him. You know all about the, the apocryphal story at this point of Spo pushing him in that three-point shooting contest and things of that sort, having to hit a number. What is it, 80, I think it was? 80 out of 100, and he couldn't leave the practice floor until he hit that. It was just that, that kind of buildup over the time. He's always been appreciative of the opportunity here. And and I, I can't recall exactly who it was who said it. Somebody else reporting that you know when he was traded away that they knew he'd come back at some point. This is his opportunity. Even if it's just for one year, it's one year. With Dane. It's a player option on the second year, right? It's a two-year deal yeah. with a player option on the second year. Minimum, obviously, both years. You play one uh, year. With Dane. I want really to high-impact player. Do you yeah, think Dame. that phone call that Spolstra had with oh, Josh Hudson, yeah. do you think Dane was a part? Do you think Dane came up? Oh, yeah. Hey, look, yeah. we're probably going to lose a lot of these guys in the backcourt. We've already lost Gabe Vincent and Max Struess. We could even lose Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson. If you come here on the minimum, you're going to have a chance to play potentially with Damian Lillard, Jimmy Butler, and Bam Adebayo and start for us at two guard. Yes. I'm telling you. Damian Lillard and Josh Richardson, that's a backcourt. Like you want, Josh Richardson is sort of ideally what you want next to a guy like Damian Lillard. Longer, defensive-minded, could pick up opposing point guards so Dame doesn't have to. Like, not to get ahead of ourselves here, but if you do end up pulling this Damian Lillard trade off, that's what I think they, but that's what I think they envisioned. I I think Miami envisioned exactly this. Yeah, no, I I absolutely do. I think, I mean, look, you know, you're going to have to include Tyler, whether it's the Portland or a third team or whatever. You know that Portland's not going to be here. Caleb, whatever his role might be, who knows? He's probably going to be coming off the bench. But you get Josh or Caleb coming off the bench. Either one of them, again, a secondary, tertiary, fourth option on offense because now you have Tame there. And, again, the the defensive presence, the helper, he can make plays. Like He was miscast in his time in Miami. For whatever, if Heat fans don't recall, and maybe it's just new fans, like he was forced into a starring role that he was never ready to embrace. And he was waffling between – Point guard, shooting guard, you know, having to be the primary playmaker and the defender. Like he, he was 
asked to be Jimmy Butler Correct. without Jimmy Butler level talent, and, and yeah. that was unfair of Josh uh, to, to you know unfair of the Heat to expect that of Josh. But now he comes in there with a much more specific and limited role. He can thrive in there, Randy, especially in the system. KCP, yeah, just be KCP. Boom, yeah. done. Like and and you could see guys like that. They win championships and they play for a long time. And they make a lot of money. Um, you mentioned the third team. We didn't get to this earlier, and I want to be quick about it. But to me, if I'm the Brooklyn Nets, I'm just going to put this out there in terms of three-team scenarios. Tyler Hero going to Brooklyn for a couple of first-round picks that go back to Portland, that to me is a no-brainer if I'm Brooklyn. I've got Mikel Bridges. I've got Cam Johnson, who I just re-signed. I've got Nick Claxton. I need yeah. a I need a scoring guard. A bucket guard. Tyler Hero is perfect for that team. I think... And Tyler Hero in Brooklyn would be awesome. Like I'm gonna, if Tyler Hero is involved in this trade and it ultimately does happen, I'm going to miss team. Tyler Hero. You know, I'm a, I am a Tyler Hero apologist. I get accused of it all the time, and it's absolutely true. I get um, accused of being a Tyler Hero hater, so it's okay. We're balancing we even that. each other out. That's why we're co-hosts. But, um, I, I, I think he would be very exciting in Brooklyn. And if I'm the Nets, I kind of like that. I'm not saying yeah. Tyler Hero is better than Damian Lillard, but in terms of what I'm building, I just did the aging superstar thing, trading multiple first round picks. Right. I know they have up to eleven that they can move. But, like, there's not – it's not a lot of their own picks, right? Like, they need to kind of I, – I think they're building something real. I think they – after the – after the I'm sorry, the KD, Kyrie, James Harden thing, it kind of makes sense for them. I don't know what kind of – in other words, what's their appetite to go back into the aging superstar uh, compressed timeline no, yeah. thing? Just, I don't know that it would be. Go get it, Tyler Hero, 25 erased. years old, all-star <laughs> potential, 20-point-per-game score, can take the most shots, next to Milcal Bridges uh, – Budding superstar, Mikal Bridges, love him. Um, Cam Johnson's solid. $20 million a year is a little heavy, but that's solid. Nick Claxton is one of the best defensive centers in the NBA. Like That's a good ro- young roster, and if all costs you is a couple of first-round picks from coming over from Phoenix or wherever, I don't know. I, that, to me, is a no-brainer for Brooklyn. I'd rather do that than, yeah. than do the Damian Lillard thing. You, you can erase the last couple of seasons of like trying to build that super team with Kyrie and KD and James Harden yeah. and, and Simmons and everything else. And that's, I mean, that's another part of the trade is that maybe Simmons is sent to Portland. Who knows? I mean, there's a lot to break down there, but uh, I think that would be fun. Like that team as is if, with here on there would probably be a top, like a lot of league pass watchability. I would watch range. them all the time. Yeah. Between that would I mean, be you know me, group. I love watching Tyler. And I've Eagle. always liked watching bridges and I love watching I, Claxton. I think Claxton's yeah. awesome. Ian Eagle, that that great oh, floor yeah. in Brooklyn. There's a lot there. I mean, that, that, that's a fun team to watch. So, I mean, how I'm many not bucket hats? Brooklyn on this. I mean, Brooklyn bucket hats in Brooklyn and Tyler Hero, just perfect. And, oh, uh, the Miami Heat officially, as we're recording this, signing Josh Richardson. So good for them. Special deal. Great. Yep. Thanks Welcome for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. Every day is we're going to be back tomorrow with the latest on Damian Lillard to look at the top remaining free agents available at some point this week when we get some time. We're going to go in-depth on what it is that Thomas Bryant, Josh Richardson, all these guys can bring to the Miami Heat and whoever else they sign. You know where to tune in here, Locked on Heat. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Follow us on your favorite podcast app. David, thanks for joining me. You got it, Wes. 